Welcome to the EQFit Podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. I've been looking forward to this episode for quite a while. It may go a little bit longer than normal, but it was hard to not complete it in one episode. I wanted to make sure to give a full picture of this. So this is all the lead up, right? I want to talk about the current efforts to develop, train, create learning and growth opportunities for people. And whether that's an individual in their personal life or whether that's at work, it's really important to understand where the world is today when it comes to learning and development and growth, training and all of that, and what the future looks like. Because things have changed very significantly. And honestly, the whole training, development, and learning world today has become so confusing. I mean, do you want to know the reason for that? It's really simple. People are trying to sell what they have developed, but not necessarily what you need. On top of that, there are literally tens of thousands of different possibilities in what is now a multi-billion dollar market. So how do you cut through all of this noise to get to what you need, to what your people need if you're in the workplace? Let me help you with that. I think it's important to start with the purpose of training and development. The purpose of training and development comes down to one thing, changing something. Change behavior, change skills, change competencies, change cognitive capabilities, change capacity, change leadership impact, change emotional intelligence levels. Change is the common ground. Now, these are just a few examples of the outcomes we'd like to see from a good training and development program. Whether that's, again, for us as individuals and we're creating our own or selecting our own, or whether it's for people in the workplace. And again, they all have one thing in common, and that is change. If you don't get change, and I like to call it transformation as a more permanent look at it, if you don't get that, what good has it done you? I've got a friend who calls it edutainment. So it's a combination of education and entertainment. It may be fun, it may be interesting, but if nothing changes, what have you gained? So what do employers, let's focus for a minute on employers in the workplace. What do you think training and development in their minds, what are the outcomes that these people would like to see? Well, here's a list of them. Enhanced job satisfaction, Providing training opportunities contributes significantly to overall job satisfaction among employees. So there's one thing. Number two, increased productivity. That makes a lot of sense, right? 
employers want to see productivity increased. Uh, three, improve employee retention. I think that's really important, and I don't want to gloss over that one. Here's what I know. If you will invest in your people, in developing them, it has a multitude of benefits. One of those is maintaining those people in your workplace or retaining them in your workplace. It's, it's actually both, to be honest about it. So that's important because you, you don't want to be the place that it's good to be from. I don't know if you've ever heard that term, but I've heard it through the years. Oh, you were at such and such. That's a great place to be from. You know what that means? It means you spent time, money, in, and resources investing in the development of people, and they leave. And you know why they leave most of the time? Yes, there are even books about this. They leave because of the manager, but there's a bigger picture. It's the culture that's created because of their manager or leadership. So improved, improved employee retention is important. Empowerment and engagement. What does that mean? Uh, empowerment is giving people power to make decisions, solve problems, have autonomy, and really feel like they're accomplishing something. And that is a really important part of developing people. Because if they don't feel like they're achieving, if they don't feel like what they do has an impact on the bottom line and on customers and clients and, and really on their fellow workers, then that lack of achievement is really going to create some problems in the long run. And then engagement, everybody talks about engagement levels. Oh, our engagement survey was lower this year than it was last year. And by the way, just so everybody knows, the engagement levels worldwide are, are pretty poor. They're in the high 20% range. That's the last numbers I saw. That means about one in four employees are truly engaged. Why is that important? Because an engaged employee, and we know this from research, will give you two to four times the productivity of a non-engaged employee. That, that is a big difference. It's the difference between one person having two to four times greater impact than other people. So we all want more engaged employees. We all want more engagement in the workplace. And there's another very important outcome that employers want to see. And that is, how do we meet our future needs? Well, what would those be? Well, succession planning. Who's going to be the next leader? Who's going to step up into the next level of, of management, supervision, leadership? I mean, you name it. There are so many important things that happen in preparing for the future and the best way, we don't know what the economy is going to be like in six months. We have a, a kind of an idea, but there's so many things out of our control. What is the economy going to do? What's the competition going to do? What new technology is going to come around? 
that's going to change everything. There's so many things out of our control, but we have something in our control that we can do something about today. And it's probably the most important thing that you can do something about. And that is investing in people for future needs. Well, what does that look like if you don't know what the future holds? It looks like creating the most agile, resilient, adaptable, opportunity-oriented people that you can possibly have. And that is something we can control today. So these are just different things that employers expect out of a good training and development program. Now, these are all great outcomes. Would love to see this happen for every employer. But in most training and development offerings out there, and there are so many, it's so confusing, I know, but in almost every one of them, there is a huge disconnect. Usually they do well in providing the knowledge, but here's the important part, how that knowledge is presented to the person in the development program is critical to engaging the learner. If you don't engage the learner, the equation is incomplete. It isn't just an outbound flow of information and knowledge, and then the learner just picks it up by osmosis and immediately puts it into action. The learner, the person being developed, has got to be engaged with that learning. And we're going to talk more about what that looks like. So what is 21st century learning, training, and development look like? Truly cutting-edge stuff. Well, several years ago, I saw a study that, that really caught my attention. The amount of information or input that we get in one day is more than our grandparents received in one year. Think about that. One day exceeds what our grandparents got in one year. Our brains have not changed very much in two generations. I don't care how smart you are. Brain capacity, the way our brains function, hasn't changed much in two generations. Now, this was several years ago that I saw that. I don't know, it may be significantly more input on a daily basis today. But now add on top of that the fact that the amount of information in our world is doubling every 9 to 12 months. And this is projected to increase that pace in the future. That is staggering to consider. How can we possibly keep up as human beings? Here's how we do it. We keep learning, training, and development simple. I've been using the term FIT, F-I-T, for almost a decade. It stands for Focused Intentional Transformation. A few years ago, I became a certified advanced trainer. It was a lot of work, a lot of, of new learning for me, a lot of exercises and practices and 
assessments and a variety of different things to finally get certified as an advanced trainer. Now, I specifically chose a pathway that was based in neuroscience of how our brains work, how we learn, how we retain information, and how we develop new skills. And this changed everything for me in how I approach training and development. Here are some critical insights from my learning and experience. The old methods of training and development are simply ineffective. I'm not going to say they're dead completely. I use some of those formats, but I use it in a very different way. I still do seminars and workshops, but as a part of a more integrated and cutting-edge process, and we'll talk about what that looks like. Here's why the old ways of training and development are simply ineffective. 90% of what somebody learns in a one-day seminar is lost the minute they walk out that door at the end of the day. The remainder fades away over the next two weeks. Now, online learning, or what we call asynchronous learning, is better because it allows ongoing access to the information and the courses, but its success is dependent on the motivation of the learner and the format that it's presented in, which, again, makes a lot of sense. Here's another thing to think about. People have different learning styles. Some are visual learners, some are audible learners, and others are hands-on learners. All of these elements embedded in the training and development process, if they're embedded in the training and development process, then you have a much higher level of success in developing new skills, new capabilities. If they're not, if those different elements are not in a training and development program, then you could easily be negating one-third or two-third of the learners because of their learning style. Here's the next thought. People are busier today than ever before. True, some of that busyness may not necessarily be productivity, but it's the reality. Learning, training, and development has to fit into busy schedules in a way that adds value. And here's the last big insight that I think I can give you. People are being asked to do more and to wear multiple hats. Training and development has to be more than just hard skills development. It needs to include soft skills. Skills that enhance capacity, agility, resilience, confidence, cognitive capabilities, and emotional intelligence. Okay, I know I said keep it simple, and I'm, I am simplifying this through a process. So how do we do all of that? Remember that certification I mentioned as an advanced trainer? I learned something that transformed how training and development should be done. As good as the information is that we're providing to people, that is only part of a successful training and development process. If we want people to buy what we're selling, we have to focus on their needs. And that's their needs in a multidimensional approach. 
Now, remember, the purpose of learning, training, and development is change. And that means change in them. And they have to have things ignited within them to be willing to consider that change and to take on that transformation process. Now, I promised three simple steps for learning and growth when I started all of this. Here they are. Number one, engage. It's, it's what we call E-A-R, spells the word ear. Engage, which is engaging the learner in a way that ignites their curiosity and their desire to learn. Now, this can be through stories or videos or really any method to get them leaning forward in their chair so that they can learn. New knowledge should be given in bite-sized chunks, allowing the learner to focus or digest the new learning before moving on to additional new knowledge or new learning. This is where a lot of these programs show up with the disconnect, is they just dump a ton of information on people and expect them to pick it up. Okay, yeah, they can go back over it over and over and over, but if the format isn't right in the first place, with this engage, activate, reflect, that's that's the E-A-R process. If the format isn't right in the first place, going over it for the 10th time isn't going to make it any more palatable. So bite-sized chunks. Allow the learner to focus or digest the new learning before moving on. This allows the brain to process the new information, categorize it, and then start to consider ways it might be used. That is a very natural thinking process. The A in E-A-R, or Engage, Activate, Reflect, is activate. This is taking the new knowledge and information and literally putting it into action. Practice it, use it, apply it. This is where the head knowledge becomes applied knowledge. This is a hands-on approach to learning that has its own learning opportunities built in because you're trying things. It's where experiential learning happens, which is a critical learning and growth phase. And then the last part of this process, engage, activate, reflect. R for reflect. Taking the time to reflect on what was learned and what was applied. What worked, what didn't work, what could be adapted or revised to work better? What was learned through the activate phase? What does the learner want to know more about? The reflection process is absolutely critical to lock in the learning. It also provides direction on where to go next. Now, I want you to think of this not as a linear process, but as a cycle. Actually, think of it as a spiral an ever-increasing and growing spiral that grows larger and larger over time with added learning through Engage, Activate, Reflect. You don't just go through the cycle once and stop. It's a continuous learning and development spiral that provides valuable growth. Now, there's, again, so much out there in the market for yourself 
personally, for people at work, for teams, for leaders. There's just it's just incredible how overwhelming the offerings are out there. Here's what I want you to do. Take this EAR process, engage, activate, reflect process, and apply it. When you evaluate learning, training, and development options, apply this test, this EAR test. If all three of these elements are not clearly evident, look somewhere else. Spending on training and development is rapidly approaching $100 billion a year. That's a lot of money. Small companies have the greatest need as their people are tasked with multiple priorities, multiple responsibilities, wearing a lot of different hats. Choosing the right training and development can make the difference between simply surviving and truly thriving. Okay, I want to step back for a second and start to put all the pieces together for you. And I want to talk about not just putting the pieces together, but what is the next level approach? What is the truly cutting-edge approach to all of this? Well, taking everything we've talked about into account, there's an even more impactful approach. Customized and guided learning growth and development. How does this work? Just this week, we are launching Life Thrive University. It's a partnership of aligned training and development professionals that provide a guided approach to development for individuals, for leaders, and for organizations. Whether this is in your life, personal, or at work, this Life Thrive University is truly unique in the way it approaches learning, training, and development. So how is it different? I think that's a fair question. Number one, it starts with something most don't. A package of assessments. Many of those are proprietary. They've been developed by the people in Life Thrive University that provide both diagnostic and predictive insights. Diagnostic to see what are strengths, what are weaknesses, what are gap areas, what could help to be worked on or developed, uh, and predictive. If you're thinking about trying something new, something different, a new role, a new opportunity, how great a chance of success do you have in that opportunity right now? Or if you're a hiring manager or leader and you're bringing people onto your team or your organization, what's their predictability of success? This provides clarity and direction to ensure that we get the right path forward for the individual in their training and development efforts. The second step, we equip How do we do that? We take the assessment data and then we create a specific learning and development roadmap uh, with different resources that we can put in place for the individual. So this is a customized learning and development process for a specific individual in a specific situation. Again, whether it's personal life or work 
and roles at work. It is specific to the needs of the individual. That is another big differentiator. Um, And it's based on their needs, their goals, and their desired outcomes. The third step is to align all of this. It doesn't make sense if you don't align it, right? Through a built-in accountability process, progress is tracked, and specific projects and exercises are completed and accomplished, and then new skills are tested to ensure that the goals that wanted to be achieved are achieved. And then the fourth step, which is really an outcome, individuals completing their learning and development efforts are then certified in specific areas of skill development. If you don't have that that accomplishment or that achievement level of becoming certified, I think you lose something. Now, I want to say something here. All of this was not intended as a commercial, even though it may sound like it. It's intended to provide an example of how to combine multiple sciences with proven methods of training, development, and learning to give the learner the best possible experience and results. So, why do we invest in developing people? It's not only important to do that, it has really high return on investment if it's done right. Unfortunately, many organizations with good intentions are not getting the results that they want or they need. I literally had a conversation the other day with somebody who said, we spent $50,000 last year on training and development and we didn't get anything out of it. And that is a sad, sad statement because that $50,000 could have been put to much better use. And that's a different conversation for a different day. But that's the example and, and really not that uncommon of things I hear people tell me about what they've tried and, and their results. So again, organizations with good intentions aren't necessarily getting the results that they want or they need. There's a lot of different reasons for this. Let me give you four. Number one, they do a do, do-it-yourself approach, right? They try to do it on their own. This usually takes the form of reading a book together and discussing it. I see this a lot. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you're doing that for relationship building, say in a leadership team, good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. But it has very little impact on long term skill development or growth. I mean, it's in many cases, it's more of a, okay, I can check the box that we did training and development this year because we read a book together. If you really remember, we're talking about change, right? So this, how do you even know that that person needs that or even is ready for that? You have, let's just say you have seven leaders in a group and they're going through this book together and all that. Yes, they may get some good things out of it, and that's fantastic. But the reality is the vast majority of that will be lost, and most of the time, nothing really changes. 
Here's another, here's the second reason things don't work out as well as people hope. They just do a buy-it-off-the-shelf approach. Many organizations, they like the ease of buying a service or a package of training and development. This makes implementation easier, but it lacks specificity. One size simply does not fit everyone. Here's the third thing that is a common fail in training and development. The flavor of the month approach is what I call it. It's providing training and development sporadically with no real alignment or integration into achieving strategic goals. Again, very, very little long-term impact. And the fourth and most likely reason is organizations don't do anything. It's simply too complicated, too confusing, too frustrating, too overwhelming to do anything. Now, at the same time, the vast majority of people will admit that developing people is a good idea. Now, I want to go back to an old joke, and you may have heard this, but I'll share it very quickly with you. Do you remember the old joke about the CEO and the CFO talking about developing people? Let me repeat that. It's only three lines long. The CEO says, we need to invest in developing our people. And the CFO says, but what happens if we do that and then they leave us? And the CEO comes right back with, what happens if we don't do that and they stay? Funny, but not really, right? <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of a neat way to, to say, yeah, we know this training and development thing is important, but bottom line, how do we get there? Now, full transparency. Do I have a bias about learning, training, and developing people? Absolutely. But that bias I have comes from a desire to see people excel, to grow, to gain skill and confidence, and to have the impact that they want to have on their life and on the lives of other people. It is my passion and it is my purpose. So for those who want the bottom line of all of this, the right development program will bring a minimum of a 400% return on investment. So for every dollar you spend in a 12-month period, you'll get $4 in return. And that's at a minimum with the right training and development program. I have personally seen that number as high as a 26% or a 2,600% ROI. What does that mean? You get $26 back for every dollar you spend. That's a lot of dollars. Where else can you get that kind of return? And here's the bonus to all of that. Even above that return on investment, the culture gets better, engagement levels go up, people are more satisfied and energized. There really is no downside. Let me leave you with this. The old adage, keep it simple, Steve, now I've adapted that obviously, it really works well. Keep that in mind 
as you decide how you want to invest in developing people, and that includes yourself. Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.